0: Welcome to Sunday Morning at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here's Pastor Goss. We're in a series that we've entitled, Making Wise Choices, because life is full of choices. The writer in Proverbs says this, he grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He's a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the path of the just, protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand when you walk with integrity, when you're honest, you, what is just and right and fair, and you will find the right way to go. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Wouldn't it be great in life if you always made the wise choice? Boy, that would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Unfortunately, we don't always make the wise choice, do we? So we're going to talk this morning about how do I come back from a bad choice? How do I recover? How do I deal with life when I've really messed things up, when I've gone off the radar, so to speak, when I've just kind of went my own direction and made a mess of things? How do I deal with that? So that's what we're going to look at. But before we begin, I want to talk to you about what makes a bad choice. How can I know it's a bad choice? Very simple. A bad choice takes you away from God. A bad choice is any choice that you make that takes you away from God's presence, from God's direction, from God's way. You see, sometimes people will get mad at you, but just because people get mad at you doesn't make it a bad choice, does it? Sometimes you don't get your own way, but that doesn't make it a bad choice. Sometimes when you make the right choice, it gets harder but that doesn't make it a bad choice. And so I have to understand that any choice in my life that I make is a bad one when it harms my relationship with God. When it brings me to a place where I feel distance, when it brings me to a place where I feel like, you know what, I've maybe went against and it takes you away, it doesn't bring you closer to. So that's a bad choice. So here's some things, though, that you and I have to realize about bad choices. Just, just make sure you get this and understand this. Number one, everyone has made some bad choices. Don't have to ask for a show of hands. Every person in this room has made some choices that you regret, that you wish you had to have made. You know, that's one thing I love about the Bible. The Bible is so practical and so honest. It shows people as they really are and it doesn't hide things from us. And when you get uh, a picture of what goes on in the Bible, you just get the real thing. There's no Photoshop in it, there's nothing that makes things look better, doesn't remove all the blemishes. The Bible just, you know, Abraham made some bad choices. Moses, he didn't always make a good choice. David, made some horrible choices. Peter, he didn't always make a good choice. Paul, all of them. The only person who never made a bad choice is Jesus Christ. And that's because he always did what the father told him to do. And so you and I come to understand that every person, every time has made bad choices in their life. So I don't have to feel like I'm the only one. There's a host of company in that. Secondly, we will suffer the consequences of a bad choice. So when you make a bad choice, you will suffer the consequences of it. We like to think, well, if I make a bad choice, God will just stop everything and I won't have to suffer because of it and everything will just turn around. No, no, no. God gives you a free will to make whatever choice you want to make. And with that free will comes a responsibility of understanding whatever choice I make, if I make a good choice, I get to suffer the consequences of that. If I make a bad choice, then I learn to live with the consequences of that. You will always live with the consequences of your choices. And so I have to understand that when I make a bad choice, there are some consequences that go with it that I will not get out of just because I'm a Christian. Thirdly, others will create problems for me from their choices. Uh, anybody here got any kids? <laughs> Your kids ever make some bad choices? And you as a parent, it hurts, doesn't it? You go through it. And so I will suffer from the bad choices of others. One night, a gentleman decided... To drive when he shouldn't have been driving because he was tired, he fell asleep at a wheel, and my car and his car met head- on. He made a bad choice. I suffer the consequences. It 's life. People will make bad choices. You and I at times will suffer from them. It goes through marriages, it goes through parents and kids, it goes through all of life that you and I have to understand. That's why I tell you often, you will never make a choice that only affects you. And so I will understand something that other people will make choices that I don't care for, but I may suffer from them. Just because you, yeah, that's the way other people are. Just remember something some people are suffering because of your choices. All right. After a bad choice, the next choice is critical. You see, when you make two bad decisions in a row, you've just compounded your problems, you've just made everything really, really bad. So once you realize you've made a bad choice, the next choice becomes a very critical choice to make it right. Because if you make a bad choice and then you try and cover it up and try to recover from it and you try to do what you think is best and you try to get out of it and you try to deal with it and then you get to a point and all you have doing is making things more muddy, you're making things more difficult and more hard. And so you try to do something, you get impatient, you try to fix it, it doesn't fix it, it just makes it worse. So you have to just really understand. Once you make a bad choice, it's okay, but understand the next choice becomes a really, really important choice. Now, this next point, make sure you get this. No matter how bad the choice, we can recover. No matter how bad you've blown it, it's never too late to recover from a bad decision. Well, Pastor, I've gone too far. I've done too much. I'll never get out of this. That is not true. Well, there's no use. I've made such a mess in my life. God can never use me now. That is not true. That is a lie. And so I have to come to that place to understand, okay, I've made bad choices. I've made more than one bad choice. But the great thing is God isn't done with me. And I can recover from it and come back from it. Because what I've seen too often is people make a bad choice, begin to feel sorry for themselves, begin to feel guilty, which maybe they should, and begin to develop this attitude that, well, what's the use now? I've blown it. I just might as well forget it. That is not good and that is not right. God is never finished. We serve a God of second chances. We serve a God of third chances. We serve a God of 1,562 chances. That's good news. Good news. So understand those things. Those things are there. You're not going to change him. That's just the way it is. So what do I do when I've made a bad choice? How do I recover from it? How do I get out of it? How do I turn things around? How do I make life different? How do I come to a place where I just don't stay in that, get fixed in that? How do I recover? Right? Number one, admit that you've made a bad choice. Now, that sounds very simple, but see, we're a generation of people who are blaming everybody else for our problems. Well, it's not my fault. Well, or it's partly my fault, but you don't understand what they did. Well, I didn't really intend to, but, you know, there's circumstances that are extenuating that kind of brought me into this, and, uh, you know, you just don't understand, and we try to justify it, and we try to make excuses for it, and we try to say, well, you know what? Okay, I did a little, but they did a lot. Well, yeah, I'm somewhat guilty. No, you're all guilty. I made the choice. It's mine. You own it. You don't justify it. You don't jump to conclusions. You don't cover it up. You don't lie about it. You don't blame other people. Blaming is a waste of time. And if you're blaming others, you haven't learned a thing and you will make more bad choices. Other people are not your problem, you are your problem. Welcome. Glad you're here. I did it. I'm, I own it. I'm guilty. I'm not going to pretend it didn't happen. I'm not going to pretend it wasn't a big deal. Well, it's just a little mistake. Get over it. You know, it's not. No, no, no. I made a horrible decision. Me. James puts it this, this way. Humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil. He'll flee from you. Come close to God. God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts. For your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief Let there be sadness instead of laughter, gloom instead of joy. Well, that's depressing. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up in honor. So before God can help me, I have to be honest with me, and with him God I'm guilty David tried to hide his mistake until the prophet walked in one day and said David you're guilty and David said you're right and he goes before God and says God I'm guilty before you I have sinned against you I've done something God that I'm not proud of I've done something God that I regret I'm guilty I'm sorry and until you own it you will never recover from it let me say it again until you own it you will never recover from it the story of the prodigal son He made a horrible choice. Wasted everything. How does he recover? He gets up, he comes back to the Father, and he says, Father, against you, I've sinned, I've done wrong, I'm sorry. The first step to recovering from a bad choice is for you to say, I did it, I'm guilty. But do you know how good we are at making excuses and not taking the blame? Well, you know, yeah, I did that. But, you know, you don't understand what they did. You don't understand how they hurt me. You don't understand what this job did to me. You don't understand the circumstances around this. Quit trying to justify it. Quit trying to pretend like it's not all your fault. And just simply say, I did it. Admit it. God, I went against your principles. And I'm guilty. And I'm sorry. That's where you start. And as I've said in this other process of talking about choices, if you don't get this one right, forget the rest. Because until you do this, you will never recover. Clear? Okay. Secondly, Accept and give forgiveness. Now, you're going to have to forgive yourself. You're going to have to come to the place where you stop beating yourself up. Let me ask you a question. How many of you made a bad decision? You don't need to raise your hand because I already know the answer, so I'm just... Just make sure we understand it. Made some bad decisions when you were young. Oh, boy. Yeah. (laughs) Thus David writes, Do not remember the rebellious sins of my youth. (laughs) Remember me in light of your unfailing love, for, oh, Lord, you are merciful. (laughs) Don't remember that, God. The Lord is good, does what is right. He shows the proper path for those who go astray. So we come to that place where we say, you know what, I've done this. And we talked about a little bit previously, but let me just remind you again the past is past, it's done. All of us have things in our past that we wish we could go back and undo we all have things in our past we wish we could go back and unsay. But we can't, can we? So all we can do is say, God, I'm guilty. I did it. It was, I don't know what I was thinking. God, it was wrong. Forgive me. Now the great thing is that when we ask God to forgive us, he does. In fact, It's easier for us to accept that than us to forgive ourselves sometimes, isn't it? 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins to him, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. So what you have to do is forgive yourself. Now, There's been a couple times in my life, and some of you might not like the theology of this, but I'm just going to say it anyway. I've found myself getting angry at God. Why would you let this happen? God, this isn't fair. God, this isn't right. And I've got to let that go. I've got to quit blaming him. Now, if you want to call that forgiving God, so be it but you're going to have to let go of your disappointment or your thinking, well, God should have done this and God shouldn't have put me through this. And if God knew this was going to happen, why did he do that? You're going to have to understand that God gave you a free will and he doesn't interrupt that. And I have to forgive me and I have to let God off the hook. It's like he needs me to let him off the hook. And I have to move on, don't I? And I've got to understand, okay, I regret that. I wish I hadn't have done it, said it. I wish it was a part of my history I'm not plowed of. I, I wish it had been different. I wish this wouldn't have taken place. But it did. And God, I meant my part of it. And I'm sorry. Forgive me. Now, you may be reminded of it once in a while. But you don't need to let it stay, and you don't live with regret, and you don't wallow in it. You, when it comes back to your memory, you say, no, okay, I can go on. God has forgiven me. I will forgive me and go on. Because me carrying around guilt and regret will never help me. It's over. It's done. Move on. And then besides forgiving me, I'm going to have to forgive others, aren't I? Those people that have made those bad decisions that have affected me, I have to forgive them, correct? Because if I don't, then I get bitter and I get angry. And what happens when you get bitter and angry? Come on. You're, you're, you're smarter than this. You make bad choices. Right? And so you come to that place where I have to stop and say, you know what? I don't understand all the circumstances. I don't see things as clearly as I want to see. God, I'd like to understand things better. There's always more than one way to look at things. But I'm not going to allow what somebody else did, even if they did it to me, to get bitter and angry. I don't care if a guy did drive a car when he shouldn't have been and hit me. I'm not going to hold on to that. I'm not going to let that be something that stays with me the rest of my life even though I will suffer from it. Because if I hold on to this resentment, I will make bad choices. And so I have to forgive other people. Matthew 6:14 If you forgive those who sin against you your heavenly Father will forgive you because see the longer I hold on to my bitterness towards somebody else you know what else I'm holding on to I'm holding on to my guilt because God isn't going to let it go If you refuse to forgive others your father will not forgive your sins In fact, he says this, make allowances for each other's fault and forgive anyone who offends you. Well, I'm not forgiving them until they ask. Really? You're that immature? You want to carry that around with you for how long? They don't have to ask you. They don't have to say anything to you. No one's ever told me, you know, from the accident, no one's ever said they're sorry. Doesn't matter. You go on. You don't react to your circumstances. And just a, a little side note, when you, know, when you made a bad choice, how do you want people to treat you? Don't you want them to give you the benefit of the doubt? Don't you want them to give you a second chance? Then why wouldn't you give that to others? You know, they said they would change, and here they are doing the same thing again. See, I can't trust them. Now, please hear. No one's perfect, and if that's your attitude, you haven't forgiven. And so I have to come to that place where, first of all, I admit it. I've done it. Second of all... I'm not going to hold resentment and I'm not going to hold issues against other people. I'm not going to hold it against myself because God came into my life to forgive my past. And when He came, He gave me a new life and I get a new start. And everything's new. And then once I have Him in my life, He tells me this every morning when I wake up, His mercies are brand new for me. And I get to go on. Thirdly, remember the Lord forgave you, forgive others. Ask God to help me make good choices. Lord, okay, I've got to make some more choices here. I've admit that I've done this. I'm trying to not hold grudges. I'm not going to do that against me, you, anybody else. So God, I need your help to make good choices. How do I do that, pastor? Well, you should have been here last week. I would have told you. I did tell you. If you weren't here, you can go back there and here's the list. And that's how you do it. Because God, I can't make good choices in life without you. Without you directing me and me seeking you, I will not make good choices. Very familiar verses. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God. He will give it to you and He will not rebuke you for asking. He doesn't ever say, What are you doing coming to me, dummy? You know, you go out and try. No, He doesn't resent it, He invites you to come. When you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Don't waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea is blown and tossed by the wind. Well, God, so-and-so says I need to do this. What do you say? And then you compare to. No, no, no. If you're going to God, it doesn't matter what anybody else says. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided Between God and the world and they're unable and unstable in everything that they do. God, I need help. God, I need your wisdom. God, I need some accountability here. God, I need some support. Here's a good choice. Don't try to do everything by yourself. Find a brother or sister in Christ. A godly person who will walk with you and help you. Don't separate and isolate yourself from others. So you come back to that place where you say, okay, God, here I am. Because sometimes if we're not careful, well, you know, I'm sure God's tired of hearing from me. I'm embarrassed to go back and ask him. I tried that, it didn't work, and I didn't do it. And, and I, I just, you know, no, no, no. You get back in, you go back in. God, here I am again. God, I really need your help. And I want to do what's right in your sight. Please help me. Please guide me. Please direct me then always focus on what you have left. In other words, don't look at what you've lost. You look at what you've got left. Well, I don't have much left, Pastor. Well, then you're a great candidate for God to do something special because God specializes in taking a little and making it much. God specializes in... People who will give him what little they have, and you, you place it in his hands, little becomes much. Uh, you, don't, you don't. The psalmist wrote these words You've allowed me to suffer much hardship. You know, God, you've allowed me to go through it. I've made the choices, here I am. But you will restore me to life again and lift me up from the depths of the earth. You will restore me to even greater honor and comfort and me once again. Then I will praise you with music on the heart because you are faithful to your promises. Oh my God, I will sing praises to you on the lair. Oh, holy one of Israel, I will shout for joy and sing your praises for you have ransomed me me. God, you'll take care of me. God, you will take what little bit I have, and you will take it and use it for good. Everyone has regrets, but feeling sorry for yourself will never help you. Self-pity is probably one of the worst emotions you could have because it's a crippling disease. It distorts things. It re- reduces the universe to a personal wound that you have. And you start feeling sorry for yourself and, oh, I can't do this and I can't get through this and I don't have anything left and I've blown it and I've done so much bad and I wish I wouldn't have done this. And and you just cycle around and around and around and you never get out of that because you're so busy feeling sorry for yourself. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Admit what you've done. Ask God to help you and... Go on and God will take care of you because your life is not done and God will take what you have and he will use it for his good. And I don't care what you've done, please hear me, God wants to still use you. Self-pity is a a narcotic That leaves us wasted. And a person with self pity can't help themselves and can't help anybody else. Consider what you've learned from your mistakes, grow out of it, and understand God has a great future for me. I don't care how old you are, God still wants to use you. There is always hope. And if you're going to start making good choices, you're going to have to stop looking at the past and the regrets, and you're going to have to start looking forward at the future. Last point allow God time to turn things around well pastor I don't understand it I've admitted I've done it I I believe God's faithful I trust him I've forgiven everybody for myself I've done all of this and I prayed and asked God to help me do it and I'm looking forward but I'm still dealing with some problems yeah you didn't get in your mess overnight did you you don't get out overnight do you no. See, we expect, well, God, when I prayed and said, I'm sorry, and asked you to forgive me, then, God, you need to do that right now, and then I need to go on as if nothing happened. No, no, no. You know what? God said, David, I forgive you for your sin, but there's still some prices you're going to pay because of it. Because you made a choice. And go back to the, some of the previous points, you will suffer the consequences of your choices, won't you? So just because you keep suffering some of the consequences that are there doesn't mean God hasn't forgiven you, and doesn't mean you'll never get out of it, and it doesn't mean that you're just destined to live a life of failure. It just simply means I still have to go through a process, but God is at work, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And don't get impatient. There's that word patience again, isn't it? Keep making good decisions, prove to others that you've changed, and allow God the time to turn things around. Because in his time... He makes all things beautiful. God is a God of restoration. God takes us broken, people who've made horrible choices, done things we regret, and He takes us as we are, forgives us, and gives us a brand new start. Every day. It's not too late. You haven't blown it horribly where you'll never recover. God is still at work. Believe that. Trust that. Thus, the writer, Psalmist, says these words I've suffered much, O oh Lord. Restore my life again as you promised. God is a restoring God. And you're here this morning amongst us and we've all made bad choices, haven't we? We've all got things in our life. Boy, I wish I hadn't done that. Wish we could go back and undo it. Yeah. But it's done. But the great thing about our God is God says, that's okay, I'll forgive you. And I'll still use you. And I'm not finished with you. And there's still hope. Don't give up. Keep going. You can do it. God's faithful. So I don't know where you're at this morning. Maybe you're here and you've made one of the baddest choices there is and that you've just lived life for you and every decision you make is take you farther and farther away from God and today you need to make a decision that brings you closer to God and you need to give your life to him because if you don't, you're just going to keep wandering out there complicating life. God says, I want to forgive you of your sins. Live for me, seek me. I'll forgive you. Maybe you're here today, you're a Christian. And you've allowed the bad choices that you've made to Keep this cloud over your life of regret, remorse, guilt, fear. And God wants to take that cloud and roll it away so that you can see him shining. It's not too late to recover. So would you just take a moment, maybe bow your head, just so that you block out everything else. And God, here I Him. help me. God, me. Here I am. Here's what I'm dealing with. I'm guilty. I'm sorry. Help me. God today here's Lord, we thank you today that you're the God who restores that you don't keep pounding us over the head and you don't keep us under a cloud of guilt to forgive. And yes, Lord, we might have to live with some of the things that we've done, but you're there to give us the grace that we need and you're there to keep using us and restore us. Thank you for that promise. Thank you for the hope that we have. Would you help us to live in that and to live with the joy that you want us to have, the peace that you want us to have, knowing that you're not finished and that you are working things for our good as we seek you. So Lord, let our lives be lived to honor you because you are our hope, our joy, our strength our provision, our Savior. We love you today. Minister, now I pray to each one. In thy name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Sunday morning at 8, 15 and 10:45 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next week for Sunday Morning. Faith Assembly Sunday Morning is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.